all you need to know about the Purdue Boilermakers. We've got two guests for today's show. You're not going to want to miss it. Coming up on Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here. We're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday, five shows a week. If you haven't heard, then spread the news. Tell a Gopher fan. Help us spread this thing around. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube where I want you to drop comments down below. Let me know how fired you are fired up about this season you are, how you're excited for this week, what you want to hear further, what topics you want us to expand on. Drop those in the comments so I can help get that your way. You know the vibe. This is where we always continue to row and we're going to jump in with two guests where we talk about Purdue today. All right, you're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We don't have a Lockdown Boilermaker show that is up to date. And you know what? These guys are probably bringing you better content than you'd get there. No offense to them, but I know these guys are diehard Boilermakers. So I had to get them on the show with you. So I dove deep for this one. And two guys, I believe they're both alumni of the university, heavily involved in the fantasy football community, as well as other work-related opportunities. One works for fanatics. The other is a doctor in physical therapy. So, I mean, I had to get it on. Please welcome my guy, Dr. Adam Hutchinson of 4 for 4 Football and Steve, a.k.a. Fantasy Dukes with the Undroppables, who is a graphic designer extraordinaire. Happy to have you on, fellas. How's it going? Oh, good. Excited to be here. Appreciate it. We go, we, all of us go way back to the uh, Undroppables days. So this is a little mini reunion that uh, I'm happy to be a part of here. For yeah. sure. Couldn't say no to this invite. You guys, you're my dudes. Um, so happy to be here. And yeah, uh, me and Adam still will like let out our frustrations in the DM <laughs> for any time Purdue is on. So yeah, this is, this is uh, something that we do often. Steve doesn't know how much he has saved my wife's ears from bleeding from just like <laughs> complaining about Purdue sports and Purdue football. Like I got Steve on my DMs and, and Twitters just to like vent a little bit, uh, especially during this season. It really has just been a venting space this year for sure. <laughs> hey, it's good to have those. You know, you need to have those safe spaces where you can let out the rage or the anger or the questions. And that being said, there have been some tough losses for Purdue that both easily could have went your way, if I'm being honest. So not I don't think this is a team that the Gophers should overlook at all. Now, how are you two feeling through four weeks with this Purdue team? Do you want to start, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I think for for me, it it's just the it's the PJ Fleck versus Jeff Brom thing. Like we for whatever reason, PJ Fleck seems to have had Jeff Brom's number in the past. Um, 
So that's going to be the biggest thing. And I know Steve will touch on this too, from just watching Purdue play and watching the defense, especially uh, last Saturday, how they struggled with Florida Atlantic. Um, Mo Ibrahim. I mean, is Purdue going to be able to uh, hold him accountable? He certainly looked good coming off that uh, that Achilles tear. So um, those are some things that uh, I'm going to be looking at for sure. Yeah. So um, as far as early season, what I'm reflecting on is same issues we've had last year. We're uh, way too many stupid penalties, like uh, late hit out of bounds in that Syracuse game was massive. Um, to give them the ball in the red zone, get that late go-ahead score after we scored uh, what should have been the last touchdown of the game um, and then just fell apart again. So those uh, we have a talented team, especially if Aiden O'Connell is able to go, which that's pretty much the big question around this game. I think mm-hmm. Purdue has no shot without him, as you could see against FAU. There's, he is just so much uh, – so important to what we do on offense. He can single-handedly keep us in any game. So, um, uh, talent-wise, though, I think it's all there. We just have to be smarter, make better decisions late in games. Right, for sure. I definitely understand that. Now, not just with Purdue and Minnesota, but looking across the conference, what are your thoughts on some of the teams – in the, in the West, we'll stick with the West. What are your thoughts with some of those teams like Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois? Do you think there's some concern to be had with Wisconsin and Iowa with some of the struggles they've seen early? Is Illinois a sleeper? What are you guys thinking with this West so far? I mean, I think the West is is wide open to, to be had. Um, I know Wisconsin's kind of struggling a little bit, but they're still Wisconsin. Um Iowa producing that to, to have uh, Iowa's number in the past uh, for whatever reason, like Purdue really plays well against Iowa. So I, um, I think this is obviously going to be a really big game um, between Purdue and Minnesota, because I, I think the West can be had by, by a lot of different teams. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And Minnesota, I mean, on top right now, I'm pretty sure in the standings and, um, the way they've played, especially the way they looked last week against Michigan State, uh, up until that game, maybe there were some questions about the level of competition for them. Mm-hmm. But they showed that they're definitely for real and right there in the mix. So um, Purdue, you know, if it, we've got the loss to Penn State. So if we drop this one, it's going to be uh, really tough to come back from an 0-2 hole and then having that head-to-head against Minnesota or going to Minnesota, that would be really tough. So definitely a big game. For sure. All right. The last question before we dive more deep into the Purdue side of things and let the Gophers listeners who don't know too much about Purdue and the details of it, we'll get to that next. But the last question I want to dive in on is right now, the opening line. So the opening line was nine points in favor of the Gophers. It has already shifted to 12. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that's maybe a little extreme? Do you think it should be tighter? What do you feel on the line so far? Steve, I'll let you take that one first because I, I have some thoughts, but I think you brought a good point up about uh, AOC. Yeah, so if he's in, uh, which right now it seems to be like 100% up in the air, there's no real decision one way or another. Uh, 
if he's in there, I think the last time we were in Minnesota, we could have another game like that where it came down to like the final play. And I think there was the pass interference on um, offensively on Payne. Was that right? Payne Durham. Um, so they, these last few games that we've played against Minnesota, you guys have taken, uh, I think, four in a row, but uh, they've been really good games. So right. that, that does feel if – O'Connell plays that does feel like they're giving you guys maybe a little more than they should, but um, yeah, I do think it's going to be close if O'Connell plays. How about you, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I I think Steve nailed it. I, I, that line moving is telling me that there's some uncertainty about Aiden O'Connell. I, I was reading some of the message boards. It sounded like it was a rib injury, um, and that Jeff Brom didn't want to reveal that because he did like in college, you don't have to specifically say what the player's injury is. And he didn't want to like tip a hand, I guess, to Minnesota's defense because they didn't want to go after him. Um, so it's going to be tough for, for him to come back. But yeah, I, I think it, it all lays on in all kind of, I mean um, just the way he runs the offense, he can, he can spin the ball. I mean, I think there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the Big Ten, um, but he's up there in terms of just being able to push the ball down the field and, and his accuracy. So if Purdue doesn't have him, I don't I don't really love our chances. If we do, I, I think we're we're in any game in the Big Ten if Ben O'Connell's uh, under center. All right, so we're going to dive more into the details with Purdue, and we're going to get right into that. But first, a word from our friends at Upside. That's right, folks. We have to talk about our friends over at Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all hard and where it hurts. It really hurts. It does. You look at that bill and you're like, are you for real right now? You look at the gas pump and you're like, $70? I know the feeling. You know the feeling. And it sucks. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, buys groceries, or even dines out. And we all do those things, so don't act like you don't. Now, with every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. Now it's your turn to try it out, your turn to start saving money and keeping it in your pocket. All you have to do to get started is download the Upside app, use promo code LOCKED, that's just promo code LOCKED, one word, and you will get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. You've put a purchase out there of $10, you're getting at least $5, possibly more, back in your pocket. That's already half of the purchase you just made. You can claim the offer for whatever you're buying in Upside. All you have to do is check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, debit card, and get paid. And you know what? Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app today. Use promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, that's promo code LOCKED, and you will get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Upside app, make sure to download. 
All right, and we're back. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers. I've got Steve, aka Fantasy Dukes, and Adam Hutchinson here with me to talk some Boilermakers football. Now we're diving into the nitty gritty with the Boilermakers. They're tied for 32nd in the nation when it comes to total defense. They're tied with Wisconsin right now. And who are some players that kind of lead the charge for your defensive unit that Gophers fans should know about? Honestly, compared to like last year where uh, Purdue, as you can see, I'm representing a little bit with Carl Loftus on that defensive end. I don't, I don't know that Purdue really has somebody that is a superstar on defense. I think Jalen Graham was, was our best player, but he's dealing with a, with a leg injury. It's kind of been a committee. Um, I think for Purdue, it's going to be in terms of on the defensive side, it's going to be those corners. So it's going to be Trice. Um, it's going to be um, Brown. It's going to be Jefferson. And then um, I'm blanking. Who, who, who's the IU transfer that I'm, that I'm blanking on? Um, um, Reese Taylor, Taylor, Reese Taylor, Reese Taylor, who was who injured last game because I think Purdue is going to sell out to try to stop the run. And they're just basically going to bait Tanner Morgan into trying to beat them. Um, I know for on the Minnesota side, I think Chris Altman Bell is dealing with something. So um, I think it's going to be on the Purdue corners and the safeties. Those guys that I, that I mentioned um, could kind of be the deciding point on the, on the defensive side. Yeah. And um, Purdue's defense in particular really does not have a star this year. It's just kind of a collective effort. Uh, I really like Cam Allen, the safety, but he might not even play this week. Um, and up front, um, uh, who is it that's been making uh, – Sanusi Kane's been making some really good plays in the in the front seven in recent wait, weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say he's a name to look out for. He kind of flies around the field. But uh, it's really just a group effort. There's no star on the team. Yeah, I, I've kind of – in years past, Purdue's defense has been pretty bad. And I know online they from our fan base they catch a lot of flack because um of how they lost that Syracuse game and they really put their corners on the island where they just kind of do a cover one. They don't really do where like we see in the NFL a lot, everyone's running that cover two shell. Purdue right. does not do that. They're they are gonna put um their corners on, on an island and and kind of sell out and put some extra men in the box to, to stop the run. Um, but I've been impressed with some of their defensive schemes because it, it really is a team effort. You'll see a lot of different guys that are making tackles and and doing things. They'll, they'll list a lot of guys. Awesome. Well, flipping it to the offensive side of ball, we've talked about Aiden O'Connell a little bit on here. In three games so far, he's already had a thousand pass yards, eight touchdowns and one interception. 64% completion rate. Many consider him and still consider him the second best quarterback in the entire Big Ten behind C.J. Stroud. And I think that that's true. I think that's a fair title. It probably comes down to him and maybe Talia over at Maryland as far as who's the second best quarterback. But in your opinion, watching him play for multiple years now, what sets him apart? And also, on top of that, do you think he has any shot at taking the jump to the NFL after he finishes out this eligibility? I mean, I'm definitely biased, and I will will fully admit that. Um, he's not the most mobile guy. He's not the most athletic guy. But there, 
there you're going to be hard pressed to find 32 backups in the NFL that can spin it like Aiden O'Connell. Like I've been super impressed with the way that he can throw the ball. Um, if anyone watched that bowl game last year against, against Tennessee, the music city bowl, mm -hmm. um, his counterpart that he was playing Hendon hooker. Um, a lot of people are excited about him. Aiden O'Connell outplayed hooker. I mean, the, the passes that he makes the way he's able to push the ball down the field, um, I think it gives Purdue just a lot of options in, in the passing game. Um, he, he, I mean, he, he really is a key. I don't know if I would go as far as to say he's the second best quarterback in the big 10, but I, I, I think he could be a serviceable, uh, serviceable backup in the NFL. I mean, he, he's really got some arm talent. Um, yeah. Uh, I think about a guy like uh, Bailey Zappi this past year came out and a lot of guys liked him just because, uh, he just finds a way to get the ball to where it needs to be. When you watch O'Connell, there's nothing that really flashes about him that's spectacular. You just see that he makes the throw that when you're watching, you want him to make that throw. He makes that throw. So he sees the field well. Um, he's got enough arm strength. He puts some zip on it. And then, um, he, yeah, he can put the ball exactly where it needs to be. So I agree with Adam. Uh, I think he's going to end up being at least a serviceable backup in the NFL and has potential to be one of those guys that maybe one time he gets a chance to fill in as a starter and flashes and then finishes with like a Kyle Orton type career, some, <laughs> some starts, uh, maybe even start the year as a guy for a team at some point. I think he has that kind of potential. Sweet. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to say, I mean, because if, if Minnesota fans haven't been watching a lot of Purdue, I mean, Aiden O'Connell's got a really cool story if people aren't familiar with it. I mean, when he got to Purdue, um, he was the eighth man on on the depth chart. He was a he was a walk on. He was getting ready to go to do a Division three college uh, coming out of high school, and he's just kind of worked his way up. Um, they'll probably if, uh, is the Big Ten Network airing airing this game, or is it? Uh, I think on this a... one is on ESPN two actually. Okay. They might air this commercial. There's a really cool commercial that Purdue made that focuses around Aiden O'Connell and his story and just how he kind of just climbed the ladder and um, worked his way up. I mean, he he seems like a, a really great guy in, um, with a really good work ethic. So pretty cool story uh, for somebody because you don't see many of those guys um, excel all the way up and become a starter and hold the starter job for multiple years. Right. Definitely hard to not at least pull for him. I mean, when he's not playing the Gophers, of course, but like in general, pull for a story like that. Yeah. Now, also, I would be remiss if I didn't at least dive into a little bit of your knowledge and expertise outside of uh, Purdue specifically. But Adam, you have your doctorate, you studied physical therapy, you've done all this. How does the rib injury affect a quarterback in that measure? And maybe what would help or hurt or have some hesitancy on playing O'Connell this week due to that rib injury or something like we just saw with Justin Herbert, who also had a rib injury. Well, he's frozen. So I'll give my answer. He's going to need some painkillers. So, <laughs> um, no. So, and I want to reiterate too, like, it's not a, the official word is not a rib right. injury. That's just some of the rumblings I've been hearing. I, I dive deep, Kane. I mean, I'm on the message boards, like trying to figure out what's going on with this team every, every week, but uh, that's what the rumor is. But assuming it is a rib injury, I mean, I think you nailed it when you were talking about Justin Herbert. Um, it's difficult to to throw the ball because a lot of throwing involves a lot of trunk rotation um, and core strength. And with, with a rib injury like that can sometimes uh, hinder it. And with Aiden O'Connell, like we 
we mentioned is not a super athletic guy, super mobile guy. I mean, he really is a true pocket passer. He goes through his progressions. Um, if he's not able to push the ball down the field or they're worried about him taking a big hit, if he stays in the pocket too long, I think that could be problematic, but fingers crossed that he's able to play Saturday. For sure. All right. So then looking at the ground game, uh, it seems like it's been subtle this year. It's not like it's completely non-existent or anything like that, but I haven't been able to catch every Purdue game because you guys are usually playing in the same time slot. We are as well. So are there any names in the running back room that at least give hope for the Boilermakers, whether that be now or even looking forward? Uh, I'll, I'll take this one because uh, one of the bright spots last week or in the FAU game, it was, I say last week, it was a couple of days ago, but uh, <laughs> uh, I thought that Maccabi looked really good. He has nice balance. Um, we didn't have King Doru in the game. I just thought that, uh, you know, this, we haven't had a star running back really in a while. Um, uh, so, I'm not saying that he can be a star or anything like that, but just to have another guy in that rotation that um, can be serviceable. Um, but that is about as far as my positivity goes around the running game, because I think as far as running the ball goes, Minnesota is just light years ahead of us right now. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think some of it has to do with scheme. I mean, Purdue is, is a pass-first team. Um, some of it has to do with talent. They've, I mean, they've tried. They've gotten some guys that have given, like, verbal commits and then decommitted at the, at the running back position. It just seems like they have a hard time getting somebody to buy into that system. Um, Kinder is a starter. Uh, Steve has mentioned this before to me in the past when we're watching games and I agree with him. I think sometimes King Daru will stop his momentum. He's kind of a low center of gravity bowling ball type of back. And he, he kind of stops. And I think that hurts him as opposed to Maccabee, like he mentioned, I mean, Maccabee is full gas all the, all the time, uh, pedal to the metal, um, which I think helps him in, in, and helps in the, in the running game, especially when we struggle getting things going, he can get us a couple of extra yards. So, um, he would be the guy that I would watch out for. Dylan Downing has given them some some burst as well. Um, but I think Maccabi is the most exciting one. What's the nickname that I heard they were mentioning? Oh, for yeah. Uh, what'd they call him? I think Coach was, Brown gave him some kind of nickname, like Slippery Noodle or something like that. Yeah, it was like it was like Crazy Legs or Crazy something. Legs. Crazy Legs. Was it? Was yeah. it? Okay. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Because yeah, the way he runs, it's like he's manic almost just like every play he's going to keep pumping those legs and just get whatever he can out of it. So I liked seeing that because yeah, like, like Adam mentioned, Doru, I love the player, but it, it bothers me so much when he wants to get, you know, maybe five more yards by cutting back, but there's nothing there. Like just stick your head down, drive those legs, get two yards, you know, cause you're getting uh, one instead. Yeah, and I don't think he's fast enough. I think that's the problem. Right. Is right. he he's not, not Reggie one Bush. Of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to live up to those expectations of Reggie Bush if that's the standard we're gonna set here at the collegiate level. But we'll move over to the wide receivers. Talk to me about the wide receivers. I know Charlie Jones has been an animal. 
PJ Fleck in the media presser this morning gave him his credit, and he actually said that he could potentially be the best wide receiver in the conference. Now, I'm not sure I'm ready to put him over some of those Ohio State guys, but what sets him apart in this offense? I'm going to let Adam talk about Chuck Sizzle because this Chuck is Sizzle, baby. he called it before the year. I was kind of talking about some other guys, but Charlie Jones is all Adam, so go ahead. Yeah, Chuck Sizzle. Uh that that's our guy right now. I mean, um, he's a guy that we he transferred from Iowa this season. It was more of a punt returner on Iowa, but with that offense, um, it's not really a pass first offense. And he grew up um with Aiden O'Connell, and I think Aiden O'Connell kind of convinced him to make the jump and transfer to Purdue for for his last season. I agree with you, Kane. I don't think he I mean, Ohio State's got some dudes. Those guys are gonna be top 10 picks when when they come out in the NFL draft. I don't think Charlie Jones is is going to be uh, that good, but he's just um, a really good route runner. Um, he ha- has pretty good hands, and when Aiden O'Connell is playing, um, he's usually his, his first option, so he's going to kind of force feed him the ball. So that, that's really the guy on offense. They have some other guys that can make plays. Uh, Tyrone Tracy is kind of a, a hybrid player. Um, TJ Sheffield is a, is a slot wide receiver, and, the, and they all do different things well, but I think Charlie Jones is just the most complete wide receiver that Purdue has on their team. I do think that's going to be the key matchup in this game is Purdue's receivers, especially Charlie Jones. And then our secondary seems to be one of the stronger units on our defensive side of ball. Uh, T-Time is one of the top-rated cornerbacks right now when it comes to man-to-man coverage. So it'll be really fun matchup to watch out for there is seeing how much they line up against each other. And then on the other side, we've got Justin Wally too. So I think that's going to be real fun is that Purdue wide receivers against the Minnesota D-backs. Now, the last thing before we flip to the gopher side of ball is I want to ask, what's one thing that this Boilermaker team is not getting enough credit for? That's a good question. Um, I think we talked about it. I, I, I think they're – they're a solid defensive unit and I might be blinded by how bad they've been in, in years past, just watching some of the horrendous defense that we've trotted out there. Um, I think they're a respectable defense. I think they, they know that Minnesota is going to try to run the ball on them and they're going to scheme up some things to try to really stop them. I mean, they've, they've, they've stopped some good running backs this year. I know Nick Singleton's a freshman at, at Penn state, but he's supposed to be a really high, uh, highly rated running back. And then, you know, Sean Tucker out of Syracuse is, is no scrub either. I mean, I think that's a guy that's going to play on Sundays and Purdue shut him down. So um, their defense has definitely made it a point to figure out who the best offensive player is on the other team and try to take that away from them. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say run defense in particular, Adam mentioned everything that, that I pretty much thought of. So yeah, uh, Singleton had a couple really nice games right after he faced us. So he was probably thinking, oh, welcome to college. And then, no, actually, Purdue's front's just pretty tough. Um, and, uh, you know, um, our kicker's been good. So just to throw a little something extra in there, <laughs> uh, he's, he's somewhat dependable. So Fitter in, uh, fitter in. Yep. Well, he's going to, your kicker is instilling the fear in me right now as we go, (laughs) but let's jump to the Gophers side of things. So 
I only have a couple questions here and it's just from what you've seen or what you've heard thus far, what is your biggest worry with this gopher squad? Uh, I'll go ahead. Uh, for me, um, we know how good they are running the ball. We know it's a tough defense. They're going to, uh, try to control the clock and, and probably keep the ball out of Aiden O'Connell's hands if he's playing. So, um, my thought then goes to the quarterback, and he's had uh, success against Purdue in the past. Uh, remind me his name. I'm kind of blanking right now. Tanner Morgan? Yeah. So he, uh, you know, he does a good job just not making mistakes. And I think it, in this game, Purdue, you know, we're not going to win by running the ball. So – we're going to be a little more prone to make a mistake in this game. So we might need a little help, uh, you know, in the turnover department to even things up. So if, if he's playing a really clean game, that worries me a lot. Yeah. I mean, not to, um, you know, talk about the same thing too much, but um, obviously Mo Ibrahim uh, scares us. I, like I said, I think Purdue is going to try to sell out to stop the run and, and prevent that. I know their backup running back is pretty good. Uh, is it Trey Potts? Yeah. That, that he, he's a serviceable one. But for whatever reason, Tanner Morgan, I know he's kind of had ups and downs in his collegiate career. He seemed to have good games against Purdue. Um, and maybe that was because he was – I mean, I still have nightmares about Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson shredding us uh, from a couple of years ago. But um, if he's on – I, I think he's going to give Purdue some problems because they're, like I said, they're, they're going to force their corners to, to make some plays. For sure. Tanner Morgan has been hot this season so far. He actually just earned big 10 offensive player of the week this week, throwing for 88% like against Michigan state as they tried to sell out on Mo. So hopefully we have that Tanner again this weekend. Now I'm going to wrap it up with two real quick questions. The first one is, in Jeff Brown's presser today, he mentioned that this Gophers team is the toughest team Purdue has taken on to date, and that includes the Penn State team that you've already played in week one. Do you agree with that assessment? Well, as far as if, if you just look at what they've put out in terms of the results of their games, um, Penn State has had a couple you know, games where they've looked – a little questionable. Minnesota has looked pretty flawless so far this year, so I can't argue with that. Yeah, I I agree. I think we uh, could have, should have, would have, but should have beat Penn State. I think honestly, offensively, Minnesota is just a, a more sound group at this point. I think Penn State still has some question marks on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so I agree. I think it's it's going to be a tough one. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up with. Predictions. What do you think the final score is in this game? We'll start with you, Steve, and then we'll let you go right after Adam. So this is tough uh, because obviously I want to pick Purdue, first of all. But then also there are just so many questions around, you know, will we have O'Connell? And uh, you're going to pick Purdue. You're going to pick Purdue. Am pick I? Purdue. Do the right thing. I'm going to, I'm going to pick Purdue. I'll spoil it right now, but I know. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this, this prediction is based on O'Connell playing. We can assume O'Connell's in. We'll assume that for now. Okay. So I think that, I think you guys put up a solid 38 on us. I think that O'Connell 
the the difference between the last time we played in Minnesota and this time is we will finish off that last drive and we're going to put up 41, 41, 38 Purdue. Wow. I, I thought I was going to go spicy and then you went spicy. I'm going to go reminiscent of that music city bowl game where it feels like people scored. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in the fourth quarter. I'll go 38, 34 Purdue, of course. All right. I'm going to wrap it up with my prediction. And I think Minnesota's coming on top. I'm I'm going with the squad. We got to move up in the rankings and I hope O'Connell is in there. So that way when we get the dub, we keep rising in the rankings. If O'Connell's not in there, they're going to, people are going to say it's not worth it. O'Connell wasn't there. So I need him to be playing, please. Aiden O'Connell, if you're watching this podcast, play in the game, but I think we the Gophers, you. yeah, I think the Gophers take this one 31 to 28. I think it will be a tight one. I have confidence in this defense. It could be a bigger lead, but I think your offense is solid. I think Aiden O'Connell playing gives you the element to play in close games. We saw it with Penn State. We saw it with Syracuse, but I think Minnesota comes out on top. Thank you guys for both joining me, repping your Boilermakers, and hopefully I'll start a chat with you on this Saturday so I can get all the feedback. Uh, I'll be there, so maybe I'll send you some pictures from afar, but that's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Golden Gophers. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to join us tomorrow. Subscribe on YouTube and follow us wherever you get your podcasts.